0: Hello, and welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast.
1: Also, rate, review, and subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things.
0: We want to hear your thoughts on the movies and shows we review.
1: Leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts or our YouTube channel, and we will read them during the show. Or reach out
0: to us on social media. We love talking all of these entertainment and pop culture with you.
1: Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you.
0: Hi, Ashley. Hey, girl. Hey. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I am blessed and highly favored. So, uh, <laughs> great for a Tuesday. I have to say the first time I heard about this show... I saw the trailer and I was like, huh, this looks interesting. They're making this a dramedy. And I'm talking about the show we're recapping today, *Unprisoned*. It was released just the other day, <laughs> March 10th. A dramedy, eight episodes rated MA, available on Hulu, a part of the Onyx Collective. Here's a quick summary a messy but perfectionist relationship therapist and single mother's life is turned right side up when her father gets out of prison and moves in with her and her son. Cast Carrie Washington as Paige Alexander. The Roy Lindo as Edwin Alexander. We have Philay Reiko Tohanvia as Finn. Marquis Richardson as Mel. Dear white people. We have Jordan McIntosh as Little Page. Brenda Song as Nadine Gregory. Ji Yong Hong as Estee Nelson. And Tim Daly as Bill. This show was created by Tracy McMillan. And the producers we have Tracy McMillan, Carrie Washington, Dilroy Lindo, Yvette Lee Bowser, Pillar Savon, Joy Gorman Wiltz, and Jen Broaden. Rotten Tomatoes gave this series 90% critics. The audience score of ninety five percent. Google users gave the show eighty seven percent. Ashley, what's your grade for *Unpresent*?
1: All right, so a couple of things. First couple episodes, I kept thinking this was a Terry McMillan series. <laughs> nice. I had not. No, it's Tracy McMillan.
0: Did I say the wrong name?
1: No. I, for the first couple episodes, was thinking this is Terry McMillan, the novelist. Oh, I didn't know who Tracy McMillan even was. It took me—I was like, "Oh wait, that's not Terry McMillan. Who's Tracy McMillan?" So then I realized, "Oh okay, this is somebody else. This is about this person's life." Okay, got it. I just was not familiar with her, and obviously, her bringing this real life story to screen. But I thought this show was interesting because I don't feel like I've really seen this dynamic navigated this way, particularly with the father-daughter relationship. And so for that, I was very Mm. interested. I was also invested in Edwin's rehabilitation, but I I wasn't fully pulled in in this first season. Uh, Maybe because I still feel like I'm working through understanding Kerry Washington's character a little bit better especially the dynamics with her being a therapist but also obviously her hu- being human and then um you know I love Carrie Washington I, I'm gonna stick with this for a second season but I know I'm getting older because I didn't love the young actress who played her younger version cussing so much I was like
0: whoa I really
1: felt some type of way about y'all having this young actress dropping all these cuss words it just like bothered me
0: interesting I know I was like
1: I'm getting old (laughs) because I was like this to me is so inappropriate if this is my kid on set I'd be like I'm gonna cut this back by 50 percent
0: so it definitely stood out to me but not enough for me to not enjoy it but oh yeah what's your grade Ashley
1: dang I did go through that whole diatribe and not even say
0: my grade my grade is a b a b thank you for that All right. So for me, I literally said to myself, what a fascinating concept for a show. To your point earlier, never seen anything like this before. And it's worth having these stories in this format because this is a stat that I learned while getting ready for this particular conversation 80 million Americans are living with a criminal record.
1: Yeah. Carrie has mentioned that during her press tour for this series. It was definitely startling because people seem to think you have to be an outlier. If you've gotten into some type of criminal
0: trouble. And for people of color, I'm sure you can throw a stone and hit somebody, you know, family cousin, what have you who has been a part of the system indeed and what it's like to navigate these waters and so the only thing that came to mind was like love after lockup and that's a reality you know show i did i don't watch it but the people who do <laughs> oh they watch it <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so with that because of the original conversation and the performances I really Delroy is icon <laughs> like he's a legend and so he did a phenomenal job I and I really did enjoy her son and everything and so because of that I gave this show a b plus
1: very nice
0: all right spoiler alert So as I mentioned, this show is about Paige, who's a therapist, single mother, a daughter of a former drug dealer, and who apparently likes to date unavailable men, her navigating her life with her son, teenage son, who is of mixed race. I think it's worth mentioning because race does have um, a whole A lot of context in this, in this series. Her father is getting out of jail after seventeen years, and I want to talk about our first impressions. So, what was your first impression of Paige? My
1: first impression of Paige when we come into the series is she's very modern. She is a therapist who is thriving on social media, who likes to keep engaged. With her, you know, base of folks who like to get their therapy from her couch. And uh, she seems like she's juggling her world. Okay. I mean, she has this teenage son. I mean, she obviously is going through it even from jump with her love life. But we don't know what that means during the first impression. So I just took it as, you know, she's a therapist doing her thing, rocking it out on social media. Single mom doing her very best and navigating the dating waters. So that was my first impression.
0: I was really surprised by her use of humor when dealing with her father, because it's like, are you using humor to prevent yourself from crying (laughs) or is it more of the same and therefore what's left right to do is just to laugh at it. But I was really impressed with how open she was to her um, Facebook following on the fact that she was picking up her father from jail and um,
1: tell all your business
0: <laughs> to an extent, right? Because we find out later on um, that she doesn't always give um Make herself vulnerable to to people. Uh, we find quickly that due to her father being in and out of jail, that she lived with several families. One that she holds near and dear um, compared to the other, and she's very protective of her son. We meet Edwin Alexander. I'm just gonna go ahead and give my first impressions. He is a charmer right off the freaking bat. Now, I'm not going to lie. At first, I thought his charm was centered around him trying to find someone to lay because that's always the narrative you hear <laughs> when people get out of jail, right? Like they looking for a lady. But I just realized very quickly that it's like, oh, no, that's just who he is. It was the dangle cross earring for me. <laughs> he was very smooth. How
1: quickly he put that woman up in the grocery store?
0: He was very smooth. I do have a BS barometer when it comes to charm. Like I find it, I think the Bible talks about charm being deceitful. And I'm like, yep, it sure is. It sure can be. Because I'm like, whew. He is, he lays it on quite.
1: Yeah, but he also goes for white women, as you yes. see in this series. And that is of importance. That is so true. It's of importance because he makes it a point to always, in the series, speak about Paige going after white men as if she didn't learn from the environment and
0: from you. We meet Nadine quite early in the series. And I put in my notes, he really tried to make a hoe into a housewife, literally. (laughs) Did you understand their relationship? I don't know
1: enough about Nadine yet, besides their relationship. You know, I know she went back and earned a master's degree. I know she's trying to do some things post, I guess, probably the height of their relationship. But she clearly got caught up with his shenanigans at one point in time. And that old thing keeps coming
0: back. He not only comes back, she holds his clothes and she runs his car. I don't know if I understand that type of love, Ashley. I don't.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I who's to say I'm not in her shoes or in her position. I do hope she is wiser now because she kind of alludes in the series that at one point in time she was a fool for love for him and she knows better now we'll see in season two, if that's the case. Because <laughs> I feel like she's right back in it, personally.
0: Like any good therapist, Paige has rules when it comes to her father. She doesn't live with him and she doesn't want him asking her for money. With that being said, by the second episode, he moves in with her. Let's talk about her boundaries with her father. I I, I feel like they are absolutely... Legit, right? However, did you find yourself wanting her to be a little bit more lenient with him?
1: I thought that his parole officer, Mal, made a great point about thinking about allowing him to stay because of the circumstances of the environment he may be putting himself in if he doesn't. Coming straight out of the federal penitentiary, it's not like he has a lot of options. The man doesn't even have a license. Exactly. So, I think that was a very, very valid point. But I understand why she has her rules in place because she has lived with the trauma of him going in and out of prison her entire life.
0: That was one of the funnier lines for me when he's like, That's it. I'm never going back. She's like, There was 1986, 1992, 1998, oh, December of 1997, and and." five again I think some of the humor is like things you wouldn't ideally think to laugh to but he was like I've always been there for you (laughs) it's just like if you mean you've always been on a phone call away
1: (laughs) (laughs) when she was Um, like I wonder what happened if I were to press seven
0: I was like so what is seven
1: (laughs) somebody tell me what does that do does that reject the call
0: (laughs) oh my goodness So speaking of the boundaries that Paige has with her father, do you think she had a right to want to keep her son away from him?
1: She's his mother. She absolutely had a right. At 16, though, he also has a right to state what he wants. So if he wants to have a relationship with his grandfather, I think that should be a conversation as well.
0: That's a great point that's a great point like I completely understood her hesitation because I mean young boys are impressionable and her father is a freaking charmer like it makes sense to me that men who may live outside the parameters of the law and find themselves in jail it is not surprising to me that they are charming because they be getting in those officers draws quite often (laughs) (laughs) And uh, those COs, you know what I'm saying? And so um it and I felt like it was especially worth mentioning because he didn't have a male role model in his life. Like Yeah,
1: don't know where his daddy is. Exactly. And so Well, we don't. He does, but we don't.
0: Exactly. But he's not in their lives, right? He hadn't seen his father in, in a long time. And so I felt like I understood it, but then at the same time, it's like, can you trust Edwin's decision-making? And I think that was one of the overarching conversations anyway. Um,
1: I'm going to be honest, too. They made Dilroy Lindo very palatable. Like, they made him a very palatable ex-convict, whatever. Like, everybody doesn't come out of prison in that condition, mentally. Physically, very true. like they made his character very palatable. They made it I seem think, like, well, why wouldn't you want right. him to meet your son? Look at this is Delroy Lindo, you know,
0: that's an excellent point. Speaking of making him palatable, I put this in my notes when it came to um, him giving Page relationship advice. I refer to it as Pimpology 101. <laughs> The side chick knows everything because their feelings don't matter. Would you trust his relationship advice?
1: I mean, honestly, yeah. Because because the way the game he was putting her onto, I was like, I mean, is he lying though? Like the (laughs) patterns of behavior you're seeing in this relationship, like there's something to be said for the male perspective on dating as a woman because you may have experience but you're not a man and there is a relatability that they have with one another now i'm not saying that if she had been with another guy that this this advice may have been true but at least in the situation she was in with old dude bill yep his advice seemed quite practical episode of him saying you're a main bitch I even felt that I was like okay dad okay
0: (laughs) well it's also you have two options yes no and maybe and she's like well there's three he was like a maybe is a no no. and I was like "Mm." he said you're not some sloppy jump off (laughs)
1: like the language and everything (laughs) Like, but it was so heartfelt. They both shedding tears. I'm like, <laughs> these some thug tears. Cause the, y'all, the advice I guess is legit.
0: <laughs> it's the her going ballroom dancing with Bill, and them seeing that uh, father daughter duo, and he out here talking about you can get anything you want, my princess. And the inner child page came out with like, is this why <laughs> essentially white women feel so entitled? But that was something I'm like, huh? I-, I thought that was an interesting
1: call out. What about you? Girl, don't bring my daddy issues out on this microphone <laughs> tonight. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> no, it was absolutely a valid observation. As someone who has the polar opposite of that in their lives, right? Who has never felt like their father has been able to provide emotional support, let alone any other type of support really for her. Who has left her feeling abandoned. So I thought it was interesting. But given that she grew up in Minnesota in what seems like a predominantly white environment. I know this can't be the first time she's heard this ish.
0: You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Exactly. I'm glad you brought that up. They are in Minnesota and a lot of things are going on with Paige. She purchased her very first home. Her son has his very own room. I'm so excited for her. Me too. Me too. Again, Edwin is living with her and he's looking for a job. He was able to get a job at the Parmesan Garden because he is skilled in the kitchen. But unfortunately, due to their ex-felon rules, he wasn't able to keep the job. But then this is where you were speaking to his character being palatable. But honestly, this whole series, I was sitting up wondering, when is he going to drop the ball, right? And I hate that. But then again, he's been in and out of prison because of some of the decision making he, he's made through the years. And so him lying to her and getting the grandson involved, that started making me feel a little bit anxious. I'm not going to lie.
1: I didn't feel anxious yet about him going down the wrong path because I felt like in this case, he was trying not to exacerbate Paige's anxiety about feeling like he was going to do something to fuck up because she definitely was very very anxious about him absolutely returning it was no question in her mind I think that he was going to do something and go back to prison so in this case I was like uh but I get it because you know you really thought this job was going to come through then they kind of turned on you in the last minute and all this and that but the grandson then having to keep a secret yes Was problematic because now you're influencing negatively his relationship with his mother. Correct. So that is unfortunate.
0: But they got close real quick. They did. They did. Let's talk about this mother womb. Paige lived with her father. And then when he went to prison, she became a part of a foster home where she met her sister, Etsy, who was one of my favorite characters of the show. Mm -hmm. Like she was so funny. You know, she was great. Paige loved staying with the pastor and his wife. Like she refers to hanging out with that lady as her mother. But then what I didn't realize until this episode is that Nadine took care of her for about 10 years until she became of age do you feel like Paige gravitated towards the pastor and his wife because they resembled the quote unquote family unit compared to her relationship with Nadine?
1: No, I think Nadine was probably a bitch. I'm going to be honest. Like the way she describes the way that she treated her and stuff, she was like, You were emotionally unstable. You would do this, you would do that. And sorry, I shouldn't call her a bitch. I should say, I think her home environment was not ideal for a child right i think she was doing it because she loved delroy lindo not because she loved Paige,
0: and that mm. in and of
1: itself is the problem
0: and you, you would feel that as a child
1: you would feel that as a child and you would you would feel her lack of preparedness to parent you like yeah. just because i live under your roof doesn't make you a parent right very true and but- so i think they probably loved her and provided a nurturing environment and Nadine did not. Mm,
0: because I wanted to highlight also, I'm curious if her teen years played an played a role in how she felt about Nadine, you know, because there's that teenage angst to factor in. But yeah, but I that agree. Start she, she,
1: she started when she was eight. So you didn't you weren't like that at eight. You had a solid five years before you turned into an angsty teen.
0: True, 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 true. But I also thought it was interesting because it revealed something that I'm mindful not to criticize immediately, but it is such a big conversation in the black community. And I'm referring to Paige's hair. <laughs> that part. Poor- this episode, you understand why Paige's hair looked the way it does. And when the little girl was like, he was like, yeah, I had that brush and that grease, and the little girl was like, bitch, you left me with these white women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My mm-hmm. Oh, man. That was funny. And I'm like, that ex- that explains a lot. I also thought it was very sweet, because I, I think this is something that Paige didn't realize until it actually happened, but creating your community and bringing everyone together. Her son picked up on that immediately. Like my heart was so warmed when he was like, I like church and pot roast and family. I'm like,
1: look at that. <laughs> no, I thought it was really nice. Cause it's just been the two of them for the majority of his life. I'm assuming. I mean, even her adoptive parents who she loved hadn't made been a major part of their lives strangely for whatever reason they had grown distant so I I think it was nice because it just showed that even though remember she had told Lindo's character oh I've done just fine without you her son was showed a little bit more that there had been holes that there had been yes needs that needed to be filled
0: yes and pivotal lesson in this particular conversation too is do you want to be right or do you want to be free and I was blown away by that because yes Paige is a therapist however she is very much human and the fact that she refused to look at her relationship with Nadine through the lens of gratitude (laughs) never thanked her never you know acknowledged Any good out of that relationship. I thought that was an important lesson.
1: I thought that was a great line. But let me say this. Nadine needed to check her attitude as well.
0: A relationship
1: goes both ways. Just because you effing my daddy again. Exactly. He brings you around. Does not mean you should be running your mouth. Like if you want gratitude. You should also display gratitude. If you want kindness. You should also display kindness. So I get it. It was timely. It hit me. I understand. But there's also reasons why sometimes you don't have people in your life. So I hope Nadine also gets her ish together. Otherwise, you can go back on out the door when she (laughs) came. Personally. So we'll see.
0: We will see. Mel has been hanging out with the family. Kind of tough. So much so that he got a little kiss at that family dinner. that it eventually blossomed into this relationship. What did you think about Mel and Paige's chemistry? He
1: reminds me of Carrie Washington's real-life husband a little bit. So I thought they were cute. Like, I thought Mm -hmm. they were cute together. But the character's chemistry was tough. Because it felt like Paige was always trying to psych herself up to like him. And to be excited about him. So it didn't feel genuine. It felt like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is who I'm supposed to be liking versus I'm really getting all the feels and butterflies. You know what I mean?
0: So when did you know Mel was in trouble?
1: I knew Mel was in trouble before they even got together. (laughs) You She's already been dealing with these, these issues that she has. She already talked about parent and partner being only separated by a letter or however she put it. We've already seen her talk about patterns of behavior and her, um, you know, intimacy issues and all of that. So it was already a, gonna be challenging. And then you throw on top of that, you you have the relationship with her father. Like, is this even appropriate? You're his parole officer. Exactly, exactly. It's complicated.
0: I thought he was cute and adorable and really, really funny. And I felt sorry for him. He's
1: I'm like, good, come on, Paige. Guy. He's a great guy. He is What's a going great
0: on? guy. If she
1: were together, he would be perfect for her. But she, she's not, she's not there. She's not there.
0: One of the things that became really apparent for me during watching this series is Paige's relationships with other people. It's just, it seemed like she keeps people at arm's length. Right. And it makes sense to an extent, right? Because she, at a very young age, had to meet a lot of new people. Ch- you know, her overall fundamental stability was uprooted every time her father, you know, went to prison, where on whether she stays with a particular family or home base or just feeling safe. But <laughs> this episode for, you know, Fuck normal. I feel like she laid it on a little bit too thick, Ashley. <laughs> like talking to her co-workers. First of all, agreeing to do it for her coworker. Like she's not even close to her her coworker to put on a, a gender reveal party, but oh yeah, because she was prompted because she had never attended a, a bridal party or a baby shower or anything like that. So when her coworker showed up with that opportunity, she, she ran for it. In some ways I respect her for wanting to expand herself. But again, telling your coworkers that your father was a drug dealer and your mom was a prostitute and alcoholic. I i don't know. Is that, is that my, poli- you know, respectability politics coming out?
1: It's also probably, I mean, you're not in a like mental health role, right? Like you wouldn't expect to get, that level necessarily a vulnerability on a regular Tuesday with your coworkers. <laughs> That's not the norm whatsoever. People be like, "This is a lot. Are you having a nervous breakdown?" That's what that would be in a corporate office setting, right? Unless we were, you know, cool. Y'all can't see me. Right, I'm like exactly. doing hand. I'm doing hand <laughs> daps <laughs> on camera. That's something you leave for your closest of close, usually. But she's trying, you know, she's trying. She's making an effort. Like you said, she's making an effort.
0: She hosts this gender reveal party and it escalates pretty, pretty quickly from the hole in the ceiling uh, to, again, her telling or I, I don't want to say exposing herself, but just her opening herself up to to new people. But ultimately, they weren't even fazed by it because her friend said that she thought it was brave and it gave her an opportunity to do a freaking TED Talk. And we just had this conversation, too. It's like we all live our own lives to tell our own stories to help inspire each other. Right. Very when true. you're light, when you shine your light, you give other people permission to do the same.
1: Very true. The roofing thing stressed me out, though. I was like, dang, and you sign with no contingencies. Mm.
0: Upsetting. But my, one of my favorite takeaways also is is he fine? Effed up, insecure, neurotic, and emotional? Had me rolling. Had me rolling. Did you notice how fierce little Paige was compared to adult Paige?
1: <laughs> that little actress played her role well. But again, I just didn't like all the little cussing. Like, how old are you in real life, ma'am? I don't appreciate this. But no, she was she was great. She was a great little actress. I think maybe it's supposed to show also a difference in, like, you're a little bit more sedated when you're older,
0: when you're yeah. an adult versus when you're life a child. Life you down a couple of pegs.
1: Yeah, and you just aren't as expressive, right? You're not, you don't feel quite as free to live fully in your emotions and all of that because life tells you and- you know, adulthood tells you you got to pick your time and your place and your battles sometimes with all of that. So maybe that's what that was showing a little bit, too.
0: So, as I mentioned, going back to Edwin, the Parmesan garden didn't work out, but he was able to find a job at the equivalent of a Salvation Army. But the management of that place treated their workers so poorly. Mm hmm. You know, I appreciate him his willingness to stand up for himself and his coworkers. But I'm not gonna lie, I was freaking out when he quit that job.
1: <laughs> I wasn't freaking out. I was just like, man, I wish. Be- I thought because of the connection he and Paige have with the minister who helped him get the job, that yeah. maybe he was gonna be able to help with a change. Of management or of leadership, I was like, oh well, if anybody maybe to change it, maybe he can because he has a, his daughter has a personal relationship that was her adopted yes. father. That's what I had hoped for, so that's what I was disappointed about. But I honestly wasn't worried about him. He's throughout this whole series again. I was invested in his rehabilitation, but I thought like if it doesn't work out, he's still going to be okay. Like he's managed to survive this long, he's going to be all right. He'll figure it out. I just did. I hoped for the best. Well, you got Is people about to hospital? cut off their hand and they can't even go to the hospital, like. No, sir. That's
0: insane. That's insane. Is a hustle something safe to do for a person who just got out of federal prison? I mean, he is technically free, right? But I didn't blame Paige for her apprehension on his ice cream hustle.
1: It didn't seem like the most sound investment. I'll say that. I think it was cool that he was inspired by... The, these new things he's seeing in society because the whole idea sparked from him seeing food trucks which as we know food trucks have yes. risen so much in popularity so I'm like well maybe this is just the first step before he would eventually because that's what he did he said he was a cook so maybe this is the first step on his way yes. to getting a food truck starting his own real business all of that so that's how I was taking it at the time I understood her hesitation but I was like hey maybe this is really a first good step because He don't seem like a type who's probably necessarily going to do well working under somebody for very long. I don't, his personality type dictated maybe entrepreneurship is the path.
0: I agree. But I also was concerned about them living in Minnesota. And like, this is cute during the summer, but what you going to do in those cold winters?
1: (laughs) Because he was just selling ice cream and popsicles. Yeah. Like I said, first step. I was hopeful.
0: Man, but when he was robbed at the end of episode five, that really broke my heart. I low-key thought it was one of his friends, though. Could be. Or it could just be bad luck. That's true, too. We take a trip to Alabama. It's nothing like going to the South. Were you familiar with Negressins? No. It's um it was fascinating. We have the pre-encounter, the encounter, the immersion, the immersion. This is where the conversation of um blackness <laughs> came to be. Again, I, I struggled
1: was... with this.
0: Did you please elaborate?
1: I struggle with this because of the messenger. Again, I feel like it's a little hypocritical for him to constantly be questioning Paige and her son's blackness and all this and that but you put her in this environment and you seem to also enjoy stepping into the white culture that you find yourself in with your preferences so I just it was I it was interesting it was interesting dynamic in that sense for me
0: that's interesting that's
1: interesting like what makes him blacker than them it's purely because he's browner
0: skin from the South knows the black, the ways of the black. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But he said something to the point of defending your blackness to black people is the piece of blackness. black as greens and cornbread, apparently. Um I mean, have you ever felt like you had to defend your Blackness, Ashley?
1: I've only had one friend that has ever tried to make me feel like I was somehow less Black, but I feel like that came from her own insecurities because she Mm -hmm. is actually mixed race, but she looks Blacker because she is browner skin. And so she wanted to shun the other race that she is mixed with. And so I feel like that is why that conversation came up quite a bit with her. Otherwise, it's never been a thing with uh, with me.
0: I have always had to deal with it to an extent. So, like, I am a product of, product of Detroit public schools, and while I was there, all of the kids thought I was from the suburbs, which I was not. But it was based off how I talked, mm-hmm. and I talk like my mother. <laughs> so, <laughs> and my mother was from St. Louis, and my grandmother was from Mississippi. But I'm like, I grew up on the East Side of Detroit, like everybody else. So, like, I don't know why are you questioning my blackness? Yeah, um, I have always been in black schools. Uh, the first time I was really immersed in white culture was band camp. <laughs> only black kid out of a sea of white kids again i held my own in in those spaces and then i went to college which was a pwi um yeah that's when i
1: had my first immersive
0: really white
1: exp- oh yeah i went yeah i grew up on the on the black side of town i went to predominantly black schools i went to black churches i did not have black that churches immersive white experience until I went to undergrad and now I low-key regret that I didn't go to HBCU
0: you know I don't regret it but I wish I would have been more open to it I I was determined not to go too too far um you know away from home which again why now like if my daughter wanted to go to california i'm like go sis <laughs> like, you know what, live what i mean your best life live your best life we are an airplane away but i didn't want to go into the south at that time in my life because that's just that was my thinking right but yeah and i take that back okay so i went to high school in high school i got a chance to interact with more cultures because there was the suburb my family moved to had more diversity in it or whatever but i think the questioning of my blackness had a lot to do with my me not knowing a lot of popular music at the time because i grew up listening to a lot of christian music
1: Mm -hmm. yeah
0: and i was not listening to tupac or biggie or even the popular r&b songs because i the 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 story goes the radio was playing And I was young and I was singing the Daisy Duke song and they were like, oh, we're not listening to this anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And as a kid, you don't know what you're singing, right? No. And so, yeah, I talked like this and I didn't know who Tupac was really, you know.
1: I definitely think I got brushed with the bougie a little bit growing up in a predominantly Black community because of the lighter skinned, long hair situation Um, and, you know, doing well in school and all of that, and people assume certain things about you. So I think there's probably more of that than, like, you're you're questioning
0: how Black you are, that sort of thing for me. I used to love me some Stephen Chris Chapman. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) young Finn got a chance to experience soul food, which, you know, welcome. (laughs) He was really funny. Can I get everybody's cornbread? Everybody.
1: It's like, poor baby.
0: We got a chance to understand why Edwin or Eddie escaped Alabama in the first place. That was a, it was a hard episode, but unfortunately, I don't know too many Black families that don't have a tough story, you know, associated with what it was like living in America during those Decades during Jim Crow. I
1: think that was important though. Because it it helps. It always helps to better understand. Family dynamics. When you understand others trauma. And where they came from. And what they went through. So understand how he had to try to. Shed his adolescence. Because of the things that he went through. And being pulled from his environment. And his mother being beaten in front of him. And all that I mean. That's definitely something Paige. Had not could
0: not relate to, had not gone through. Exactly. I so. feel like that also allowed her to give him more grace and mm-hmm. empathy that she had not given him up into this point. For sure. But man, this episode really highlighted the vicious cycle when it comes to people trying to reacclimate into the world again after being incarcerated with, you know, chicken or the egg. No ID, no birth certificate, no license, no job. So it's, you know, in some ways, even looking at him trying to do the ice cream wagon, you learn to work within the limits, right? That was him being resourceful, trying to, because he couldn't drive because he doesn't have a license. And it's like, and especially at his age, it's not uncommon that they may not have their birth certificate. And that's something I forgot about, too. Um, I, just, even I was again.
1: frustrated. That was really frustrating scene. Like, I Very felt this frustration through the screen same. of, like, I'm doing everything right. And if this was good enough to get me here on a plane, which we know how stringent TSA and all of that is. Yes. You telling me. And I feel like certain people, too, They they get a high off of, like, that being gatekeepers, yep. gatekeeping. And yep. that just. And I just watched an episode of Snowfall. I'm just getting into Snowfall. I know I'm late. Really? And some, something similar happened where, you know, it was just one of those moments of like, why can't you just not be like this in this moment and let allow me to live my life, let allow me to live my best life? And so I was like, please just don't get violent. Like, I don't want you to do anything just in this moment to have to go back to prison. But I was super frustrated for him.
0: Yeah, same. Same, same, same. And them being called moon crickets. I had never heard that. that was a new one before. for me. Yep. In some ways, I almost appreciated that they just didn't go for the, for the kicker. Uh, <laughs> but it does not surprise me that there were creative ways to value and degrade Black people. So what did you think about his statement? Everything I've ever done for you, good or bad. It was for you. Is is that do you want that responsibility? Like, I don't know how I feel about that statement.
1: Also, don't know if I feel like it was true. Mm. I feel like it sounded good,
0: but I right. don't
1: think that's true. I think you had some impulses that led you into certain situations. I think you have things that you haven't unpacked within yourself that have created these decisions as well like so to make it seem like oh even when i've done things that have been criminal or any this and that i've done it just for you i would call bs on that personally
0: Mm -hmm. yeah like i understood what he was trying to say but i'm like "Mm, i'm not gonna receive that (laughs) i'm not gonna i'm not gonna take that no during the whole trip to alabama Paige refused to really call Mel back and in my opinion against her better judgment they make themselves Instagram official Edwin is out here riding dirty talking about his one-time job I didn't trust it at all (laughs) because I'm just like I always equate it to like a drug it's like you can't just hit it one time and say you're done right like I feel like that life is gonna suck him back in.
1: I also just thought, I mean, I don't recall Paige asking your help
0: with the roof. Thank you. When did she ask? Thank you. Paige really disappointed me by sleeping with Bill. I I literally was like, no. <laughs> 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 what is it, Ashley? Why does
1: she sleep with that man? it's she unfortunately has not reached a point even though again she's a therapist which is one of the things I said at the at the onset of this recap that I am wanting to see more of in season two understanding the dynamics between her knowing professionally what she should do and the human nature of the decision she's still making right because exactly. those of us without therapy degrees and that right. experience, we go to therapists to try to unpack and heal from these things. So if you as a therapist are still making these, these same really mistakes, bad
0: decisions. Yes. even
1: knowing better, that's tough to swallow. So I think had Paige not been a therapist, and I know that Tracy is in real life as well, I think mm-hmm. her continuing down patterns that she knows are unhealthy would be easier to digest. It's like but you know better. So yes. why did you still do this thing? Why didn't you just go ahead and break up with Mal cuz exactly. obviously you knew that this wasn't working out instead of, you know, putting the icing on the cake of knowing you would you would dissolve y'all relationship now cuz you've had this setback. Now for her, she saw it as a personal breakthrough, right? She's like this is what I needed to so know now you're not the one, but you're still hurting this other man in the process. So I can't tell you why she did it that's for her to diagnose within herself she's the therapist but i can tell you that it that as a viewer was harder for me because i thought she knew better by now
0: i thought she knew better by now as well but she's human she is she has her ted talk which she wanted to highlight her picker (laughs) issue when it comes to men or relationships understanding that her relationship with her father has impacted her relationship her romantic relationships but thinking she had it all solved with liking the good guy moments before she gets on stage she gets a call that Edwin has been arrested that was a rough one I was like, right before you get on stage, sis, damn. As soon as I heard them sirens behind him, I was like, well, it's been real. It's been fun. I knew it was happening. Every time he did something like behind the wheel, I was like, oh, he's going to get pulled over for something. I knew it. I knew it. DWB. So the biggest topic in the final episode of this season is will she or won't she bail her father out of jail? This was, this was an interesting episode to watch as an audience member because you grow to like Edwin, right? Mm-hmm. And you understand what led him to this arrest. But Paige didn't even want to hear why he was arrested. She just was clear on the fact that she was not going to bail him out. Where do you stand? When when it comes to bailing him out.
1: So before we got started, I mentioned that I felt like the son wasn't giving her enough grace in that he wanted her to have the same reactions he had. But this is his first time dealing with any of this versus she has had trauma throughout her life that he will never understand in her relationship with her father. So Mm -hmm. I tried to extend that same grace to her, especially in this episode, because I did Mm -hmm. struggle With the fact that she was so adamant about not seeing him, not helping him, not figuring things out. But I've never been in that position. I've never been in that situation. And she clearly, as she said in the very first episode, has done it one too many times for her life. Right, right. So, yeah, I tried to have grace for her, honestly, and let her go through the process she needs to. Even he, that's why he didn't call her. Remember? He in, in jail. Picked up the phone, but couldn't make the call. Because he already
0: knew that he had broken it, possibly for the last time. That's a good point. Her tag talk goes viral. So that should be interesting to see in season two. But she talks to Mal. And she flat out tells him what she did. And the way he was like, okay, so we're over. (laughs) I respected that man for that. I did. And then when he called her out. He was like, hurt people, hurt people, and I should have known better.
1: Yep. That's a man with true boundaries. Because a lot of people, probably myself included, would have wanted to give her the benefit of the doubt. Would have wanted to talk it through. Would have wanted to better understand. And then maybe you're not ready right now. Maybe, you know, da-da-da-da-da. no. She did you dirty the first time. You recognized it. It's over. But I'm wishing you the very best. You deserve someone great. But ain't nobody gonna put up with this bullshit. Woo! Woo! Until you get it together. I want to be more like Mal.
0: That was real. He's the MVP for that. Ultimately, Paige decides to bail her father out because... And I respect this... This thought where it's like, yes, he has disappointed me time and time again. And yes, I do have the right to not bail him out if I choose to. But at the end of the day, who do I want to be? Because again, you can stand in, you know, your self-righteousness, but ultimately when it all boils down Who do you want to be in these type of situations? And I respected that. It's a question I ask myself daily. Who do I want to be today? (laughs) But he's already bailed out. His PO got him out. I will say Nadine should have called Paige before she took Finn to jail, though. She was devastated when she found out Finn went to jail. That kind of broke my heart a little bit. What I
1: say about old Nadine, she got some work to do as well.
0: All right, Ashley, really quick. Some things that I saw during the press tour that I thought was wonderful and worth mentioning. Delroy was very big on um, representation. He's an executive producer, but he said that when he was approaching this character, he felt like visibility is important. And he said in the specific is the universal. So like, Like I said, at the top of the podcast, this is such a fascinating concept of a show, one that I don't think we've ever seen before. And because of it, even for individuals like you and I, even though that's not our life experience, we had the opportunity to really become invested in in the characters and their Mm -hmm. well-beings and understanding. It'll ultimately help us understand um, individuals who go through this. I Mm -hmm. (laughs) actually, one of my, one of my good friends from middle school, he never really talked about his dad, but I found out much later that his father was incarcerated. The Mm. nicest boy you'll ever meet. And, you know, you have these preconceived notions on what people or families of the incarcerated are like. And it's just simply not true.
1: Yeah, and even me saying that Delroy Lindo's character is palatable. Again, yeah. I say that as being that there could be different variations of that, but they're also that also breaks the stigma. Because you also think you know exactly what someone who has served time looks like, feels like, seems like, and this was not necessarily that.
0: Yes. Uh, Delroy also said in an interview that like why does he do his work he wants to illuminate the human condition and we all have such unique stories Kerry Washington said there was only one person she wanted for the role and fun fact Delroy has never watched Scandal can you imagine yes actually I can but (laughs) (laughs) and this one cracked me up Ashley Kerry Washington said when discussing the relationship between Paige and Edwin, she said, parents know how to push your buttons because they installed them. Hmm. Okay. Final thoughts on Unprisoned.
1: I am very curious to see what's going to happen with season two. I really hope that Edwin is able to stay on the good foot. I know that this is based on Tracy's real life. So it's Googleable to see what obviously occurred and get more in detail, but I don't want to. I want to let the story play out for me and not dig too deep and research too deep into it because and it's,
0: it's loosely based off of her life. Yeah, so it's not, it's not exactly, it's not a biopic,
1: but I'm yes. just saying, usually I will go down a rabbit hole and try to see what her daddy was up to. And how many times did he end up going? You know what I'm saying? I'm not, not going to do any yeah. of that research this time. I'm just going to let the story tell me what it's going to be. And I'm rooting for it. I'm rooting for them. This is our second Onyx Collective series. We did Reasonable yes. Doubt. Yes. So, I'm very excited to see the continued investment in these stories that highlight black folks doing the thing.
0: And yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, looking forward to seeing a season 2. I think the show is good enough. Uh, to you know continue these stories the acting was phenomenal like again Delroy 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 like legend already icon but he put his foot in this role and I appreciate it Paige Carrie Washington did a great job but I feel like I have a, I'm having a hard time connecting with her and I feel like we got a chance to see more of her as the season went on however you know I wasn't always rooting for her in in her actions. So great job, everyone. Thank you for the courage to tell these types of stories. And I look forward to seeing more. All right. Time for hidden gems. All
1: right. I only have one hidden gem. And actually, I watched this a little while back. But since we were talking about prison, this was timely. And that is... Murdaugh murders a southern scandal on Netflix I you guys may be familiar with the name <laughs> Alex Murdaugh at this point he was yep. just found guilty and sentenced to life in prison for the murder of his wife and son I was completely unaware of this story when I clicked play on this on a Saturday afternoon
0: did you do it because it was the top
1: I just clicked, I think it was like maybe number five or something at the time. So I was like, you know, sure, why not have a little true crime on a sunny Saturday? Girl, Girl. the series of events that transpired within this family and the community in South Carolina is wild. Netflix got there first and got firsthand accounts from a lot of the major players involved in these incidents and the families. So I'm suggesting this for any true crime watchers or if you just want to know more, you follow some of the Alex Murdahl trial. You just want to know more about this case and the other other victims of this family's crimes. Because let's be real, there are two other major crimes that are talked about in this Netflix series. Three, actually, even before the murder of Alex's wife and son. It's (sighs) wild. So I definitely encourage everybody to check it out
0: there's also a documentary on hbo i was like is this is this like the parallel there's also
1: a documentary on hulu
0: what <laughs> wait wait it reminds me when the last time they did this they the did fire, this with the, the what's the named fire the fire festival yeah and Old girl with the blood the drop yeah elizabeth holmes yeah uh,
1: i mean all the streamers want to get in on the major stories especially as we talked about having all these major high profile scandals of rich and you know uh ceos and all this these days i totally yes. get that but this is this was deep
0: yeah this was deep deep so conversation anyway, on privilege It was on drug abuse when yes. alcoholism, alcoholism on yes
1: consent on abuse on a lot of things. Yep. A lot of things, a lot of things. So I'm sorry. That is my one hint, Jim Delora. What about you?
0: I have two this week. So, you know, I love a period moment. I watch this movie. It's available on HBO Max. It's called Bell. It's from 2013 it stars Gugu Bathra. It is loosely based off a real-life mulatto aristocrat in England. Here's a quick summary. The illegitimate mixed-race starter of a British admiral plays an important role in the campaign to abolish slavery in England. So this is one of the cases that happened right before the official ending of slavery in England. And it's a fascinating story. There is a real life portrait of her in it with her cousin because um, we are in paintings, but as you know, they're not, they're not as many as I'm sure that has existed through history, but we were there. (laughs) we've always been there anyway beautiful story beautifully shot um black woman director highly recommend it it was a lot of fun well not a lot of fun but for a period piece you know you have the drama and then you have the long gazes across the the fields and and the dresses and i don't know i loved it so um real life tv bridgerton not the novels but the netflix series. <laughs> second-hand Jim is a song it is a jazz song by adam blackstone featuring the jasmine sullivan the name of the song is called round midnight and the things that jasmine sullivan does vocally it's phenomenal S- especially towards the end of the song i i was on instagram and my one of my favorite singing accounts they have the range they were giving um jasmine her flowers and i was like yeah let me look at jasmine on uh apple music and i just was looking through some of the songs i wasn't as familiar with and i clicked on this one and i have been stuck on this one so if you want a jazzy moment and if you want you know vocal acrobatics. Highly recommend this song, "Round Midnight," and the entire the entire album is also a jam. Adam Blackstone, he has my man, meaning my my boy Leslie Odom Jr. Queen Latifah's on here. Ker Franklin, <laughs> Mary Mary, it's a whole vibe. That whole album. The name of that album is called Legacy so came out in 2022 it's jazz so
1: that's all i got all right very nice well guys thank you so much as always for sticking with us i have to go i gotta go pack but we will be back with more very very soon so in the meantime be blessed bye